I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. This is your Syracuse at Ohio Post game, a decisive 29 to 9 win for the Orange to open the season. You'll hear from us and we'll hear from you and fan feedback. But as always, first, let's listen to what Coach had to say after the game. Yeah, and you mentioned your O line's been improved. Like, how did that kind of contribute to Sean's success today? Oh, it contributed a great deal to have those guys out there working together and they're still not completely at full strength, but boy, did they do a nice job. Talk about your message to the team after this game. Uh, heard you a little bit on the field just telling them, you know, you guys matched last year's win total already. Well, I think the big thing is, is that we're 1-0, which is really, really good. Wins are hard to come by. Imagine that. And now we get an opportunity to go back home and go to the Dome for three games and playing them one at a time, starting with Rutgers. So we're really excited about that. I thought it was a good performance. The defense kept them out of the end zone for the most part. That's not a gimme football team. That's a football team that's going to challenge for their side of the conference. And uh, they're physical. And there's the foundation that the Coach Solich has left there and, and the way they do things, they're, they're really first class. So they're, they're a difficult bunch to beat, and they very, very seldom do they ever quit. And they did not quit tonight. So it was a difficult game for us. It was extremely physical. Coached a lot of guys over the years, but how many DPs had a better debut than Deuce had tonight? You know, Deuce, his first play was not that good. I lost my voice over his first play, and I'm like, you can't do that. I said some things, all nice. I don't use the fan, so it was all nice, but very highly motivated. But I'll tell you what, you poke that bear, and boy, did he come around and start playing. I mean, I. I'm not sure I've seen a better opening day performance, especially with how many tackles he had. He really did make big tackles in crucial situations all by himself. How long were you thought of Tommy's performance and why you ultimately played him up until the game was pretty much over? Well, the main thing is we just felt like he was doing extremely well. He had a feel for what the heck we were trying to do. We were basically running the ball and running a bunch of checks and a lot of offense. And I talked to him and I talked to Garrett. We'll get, we'll get Garrett in the next game. And, uh, you know, those guys will get an opportunity to play, but we're really excited with his performance, Tommy did. You know, we saw Kingsley Jonathan limp off, off the field after Ohio's opening field goal. What can you tell us about his status? The, the trainer told me he was okay, so I'm going to take him for his word. And uh, I haven't had a chance to see him yet, but he was in the huddle with us. So, uh, You know, what uh, What term would you use to describe Chris Elmore's absence today? And is he back next week for you? That's too much information for me to give my next opponent. You know, I know the competition level is going to change, but is there anything you saw today in particular that makes you optimistic or, or very pleased kind of going forward? Physicality. It's, it was more physical than what you guys, uh, that was a physical game. And I think that's why some of you saw some of the emotion 
Now, I don't like those penalties. I don't like those penalties at all. But if you're going to have a penalty, it needs to be a physical penalty, not an emotional one, but physical penalties. And I think you saw some of that today. It was, it was a hard hitting out there. All right. The Coach Montage is brought to us by the Spotify Green Room app, which is where you can go to listen to us live, to do some fan feedback. You can participate there as well. Go to the iOS or Android stores and download the app. Um, all you need is a username, an email address, and a password to get yourself set up. I know some people were having a hard time. I got a couple messages last night and this morning about getting signed up and finding us rather uh, at Cuse Militia or Sean Space Cuse Militia. You have to search it up one of those two ways. And um, if you have trouble, just, just get with me and I'll help you get on there. But you don't have to just listen to us. You should subscribe, though, however, to notifications to get notified when we go live. But you don't have to subscribe to just us. You can go ahead and you can do your own thing. You can start your own room and have your own people in there. And it does not have to be just about sports. You can do pretty much whatever you want and build a following and do your own thing on there. So it's fun. And it's going to be a good way for us to... Obviously, we're doing this show early Sunday. So this is an abnormal time because... Uh, Joe and I both got some things going on today, but normal time, 7.30ish, 8ish on a Sunday night for a post-game fan feedback. That's about the time you can expect that notification. Go there, iOS or Android store, download the app, and sign up and find us. Please, won't you? All right. Okay, Joe. So, um, an important road win, obviously. Oh, yeah. Goes without saying that um, this was huge. We talked with Tyler and Mike about how they could not lose this game. Um, we there was a, just a lot of unknowns. I think there's still some unknowns, and we'll talk about that. But they're um, coming into the game. We didn't really exactly know what we were going to be getting, and we didn't really know who Ohio was. I, I wasn't really worried about Ohio. I was made to be right. nervous about Ohio from the line and from everybody uh, that you read, you know, coming right. into this game. But an important important road win, Joe, brings momentum. Going to three in a row in the Dome absolutely um, needed that. And and to be so decisive, yeah. too. Not not coming down to a last-second field goal. Pretty comfortable win for the most part. Yeah, it's funny because it was a weird kind of game, and I think that's why we didn't really get to see Schrader. Uh, right. It was just really slow because really when you look at if you, when you look at it, I think Sean Tucker scored a touchdown with like 40 seconds to go in the third quarter or something like that, right? So before that, it was 15 to six. You're talking about you know a pretty close game, and really Tommy wasn't wasn't playing that bad. I, I watched him you know move around in the pocket, get away from uh, the rush, make you know even if they're might have been somebody open and he threw the ball away before something bad happened. And honestly, he made a lot of good reads and, um, and, um, had a lot of, a lot more rushing yards than I thought he would have had, you know, just ended up with seven, seven carries for 49 yards. So that's this average of seven yards. Uh, obviously we missed some long balls, uh, that could really opened up this game. But, uh, when you look at playing against the team like Ohio, you know, coming in, they're, calling them maybe the top one of the top three teams in the Mac a good power five team could probably go to any Mac school and be able to handle them as long as you know there wasn't a lot of mistakes and everything like that and I think really that's what what got us is we we didn't look like we opened up our playbook but we played a relatively mistake-free ball game we didn't have a turnover uh we only punted the ball twice so when you look at it um I thought that we were pretty efficient, 18 or 8 of 12 in the, um, on third downs. And we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. 
Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Obviously, running for 283 yards and almost six and a half yard average. Um, we, we ended up dominating that game, although it was kind of slow and um, Ohio really did slow it down. I mean, they only scored nine points and they didn't score a touchdown, but they had 31 minutes of time of possession and offense. So kudos for the defense being out there that long and, and holding them, you know, scoreless as far as keeping them out of the end zone for a touchdown. And they only getting field goals all day. And plus we got a safety and the deuce chestnut gets the uh, interception at the end to kind of put the cherry on top. So all in all, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty good dominant game. It's just, it was played so slow if that was a faster paced game, then it could have been probably pretty ugly, but we did what we had to do without showing too much of our hands as far as playbook wise, uh, for the next game. And, um, sorry for those people that really wanted to see Garrett Schrader out there a lot earlier. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have been one of them and we'll get into that in a second, but obviously, you know, the highlight of the night was a mix between Sean Tucker and, and Deuce Chestnut, obviously both of them. It's hard to it's hard to pick a it's hard to pick the better story, but I would have to go with Deuce just because it was his debut, and obviously this dude was all over the field. Finished second on the team with tackles behind um, Michael Jones with eight to his ten in an interception, like you said. Um, Garrett Williams missed one uh, in the end zone. Oh, yeah. He should have had two. But um, still, the defense held there. But, you know, what can you say about Deuce, man? As advertised, right? The real deal. And I I know just being on Twitter last night that that was all the buzz, man. Everybody's super excited about having him opposite uh, Garrett Williams on the field. That makes us feel a whole lot better. Another one of the kind of, for me anyway, kind of one of the unknowns was what's this, what's these DBs look like? And... To get you know, they get a little soft start in my opinion with Ohio, but to get in there and hit nonetheless, and just kind of get in a rhythm and shake off the shake off the new season cobwebs and and get this game under their belt, man. Now it's that's it. It's wide open after this, and um, what a player uh, Deuce Chestnut's going to be this year. I mean, you can see oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just there's the safeties gave up um, one or two long ones and. Uh, for the most part, you saw him come up in, in the tackling, especially in the second level, um, looked a lot better. And, yeah, you knew, obviously, everyone knows who Garrett Williams is out of because of the season he had last year because everyone was throwing to him because we had three NFL you know, players from the secondary. So we knew that they were going to attack them, and that's what any smart team would do. And just him making them the open field tackles um, you know, in, in open space just by himself – just in the beginning of the game, impressed me. I mean, he was second in, in tackles, but he led the team in solo tackles. He had five solo tackles all by himself. You know, the next highest is three, the Garrett Williams. So An important pass nice. breakup, too, on fourth down. Yeah, but. an important pass breakup. Um, and, again, that, that interception was receiver-like. You know, that just shows his playmaking, his capabilities. I'm sure that One-handed. Dino will probably talk about – whether or not he should have returned that um, out of the end zone, I'm sure they'll have a talk about that. But when you, I mean, he was feeling it. Come on, he was feeling it. Yeah, he was. And, he was. And and then, like you said, I mean, Mikel Jones, Jeff Kanarku. I mean, our linebackers were all over the place. Marlo Wax. I mean, we we held them, you know, to nine points. So there was sparks everywhere. But when it comes to actually like standing out, I mean, and especially knowing that he's a true freshman, 18 year old, and the, the the team is coming to your side and to see him step up and do that, albeit it's still just uh, Ohio and Ohio's 
uh, top receiver, Isaiah Cox, was didn't play. Uh, but um, if you don't think that – I mean, that's not going to stop Rutgers from going after him next week. So he's just – can't get can't get ahead of himself. You know, don't just let one good game um, kind of think that that's going to carry it because uh, it's Ohio still. So you're still going to get tested at Rutgers too. Absolutely. Um, and and we came into this game going well. We don't know what we got. Well, um, that brings me to this. I, I still am not sure no, what we, we kind of do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we know a little bit more. Obviously, uh, Tommy pretty much finished all the way. I mean, I think there was two twenty nine left when. Schrader came in and, and kind of, you know, he ran for one, uh, eight yards and completed uh, one, one for one for eight yards. Obviously, just garbage time, mostly handing the ball off there. You mentioned, and I agree, I'm one of those guys. I wanted to really see Garrett Schrader get into it. And, um, you know, Tommy was Tommy did play a good game. And I think it, it, some of his criticism would have to do with some of the play calm. But the most important takeaway for me, regardless of the passing attack, um, or lack thereof to some degree with Tommy is that the combination with the offensive line and Sean Tucker's ground game, at least for this game, the defense wasn't getting worn out by having to be out on the field every three to five downs, which is a, a constant that we've seen the past two years, just wearing this defense down. And if, if it's going to take the Dinkin and Duncan, I don't think the playbook was opened up, but uh, obviously, which goes to show the confidence that I think they would have opened it up if they needed to, but the confidence that Dino had in coming into this game, in my opinion. And um, they pretty much stuck to dink and dunk and ground game, and they only took a few long shots. In you know, I think his longest re- um, Tommy's longest pass was for 21 yards. He was a little off on some of the longer stuff, you know, first game back, and I'm not going to criticize that, but it left a little bit to be desired for me. What about you? So going into Rutgers, I think we're going to expect a little bit more, not just out of Tommy, but just in general. I mean, he only had, he had 92 yards passing. Well, he's going to have to do more. And that's, that's yeah. really the thing is when, again, when you looked at this game, uh, he was making the right decisions. They were in a little bit of a flow there. And, um, you want to make sure that you win the game. And I think that far into the third quarter, it was just too close for comfort for Dino. And I don't think he wanted to switch it up. Um, he just wanted to, you know, like, again, it was a weird game because it felt like we were dominating it, but they were getting first downs and they were dinking and dunking and not really taking shots. And I think that's why they were able to do that. They played it super safe and really so did we. Um, we were just able to kind of, you know, wear them out and get more physical at the end of the game is really what it was. Uh, if we sit there and try to go fast and sling the ball around, that wouldn't have been good against this team. Um, and before you know it, we're in the fourth quarter before we actually get that 22 to nine lead. And it's like, well, at this point, you know, what are you going to do? You know, just bring Schrader in. So, um, again, he didn't do anything bad enough to really get taken out or lose his job, but I'll, I don't think he played good enough to solidify the job. And, you know, I, I kind of, I wish that I was a uh, fly on the wall of, uh, at the end of the game, you saw Babers run up to Schra- uh, Garrett Schrader and say something to him mm-hmm. when he was coming off, off the field. And I really, really, really want to know. I rewinded that a couple of times to try to see if I could read, his read lips. some lips there. Nothing, but I, I didn't. I couldn't get it. Um, I'd love to have known what that was because I'll tell you what. I mean, there's 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 a chance that you put in Garrett Schrader like at halftime, or you know, if you're switching out maybe some drives just like the other team did, that maybe he does. It is a little bit more exciting and does put points on the board faster. Uh, you don't know, but uh, he stuck with with what was working. They weren't making mistakes. He was making. He was making his reads, and again, he wasn't taking a lot of chances, and he didn't complete a lot of the big, big pass balls. But uh, he was going to do enough that game to solidify, solidify the win. And again, maybe it's one of those things too, where about the playbook, where maybe he didn't really want to give too much away, too much away to Rutgers for for next week. So you never really know um, how strategic he's going to play it. But again, I don't think Devito played good enough to say, oh, I'm definitely the starter and, you know, Schrader's not going to come in. So Right. I, um, I would I would agree with that, and that's kind of where I was going. 
Um, and, you know, we know a little bit, but we're going to know a lot more after next Saturday. Um, yeah. With that said, Tommy, did he, he pulled off the look, mom, I can run routine, which was good to see. And I don't know how much of that he gets away with this year, but, you know, seven runs for 49 yards to contribute to the 283 total rushing yards for Syracuse as a team and only only sacked once. And he 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 did look decent the couple of times he was flushed outside the pocket and, um, you know, at least made some smart decisions. So, so, yeah, he didn't get sacked and he didn't make the wrong decision. Right. On rolling out. Right. In the pocket. Exactly. He completed a couple first downs doing that. And then there were some bad throws and throwaways, but at least he didn't lose yardage or get sacked or, you know, get a turnover or something like that. You know, I just that's how he's got to be able to play. And I think that that's like he knows that um, because that's how the other quarterback plays. I think he's got to be able to do that. And they are going to ask him to run in that kind of stuff. And like again, I just don't know, like, again, how long that lasts, because we know his history with, you know, at some point, he gets hit enough to the point where he's going to get hurt. That's just been his history. Uh, so he's kind of in a tough situation. But I'll tell you what, our, our defense, our offensive line did look good. I can't kind of can't wait till the the numbers come out. Chris Bleich, he looked like he didn't really make too much mistakes. He looked solid. The running game looked solid. Like at the end of last year, we were running pretty well. I think we had two 100-yard rushers against Notre Dame with Lutz and in uh, Tucker and. Again, only Ohio, because that's the other question mark, right, is how good is Ohio? But um, Right, well, in, right, exactly. To, is is Syracuse know? this improved, or is Ohio just not as advertised coming into this game? And, and by as advertised, I mean pretty decent, you know, finishing, projected to finish, what, third in the MAC this year. So, and right. we're, so we'll oh, have to see. Yeah, we will have to see. And um, I guess that's it for for – the Tommy end of things, as far as that goes, I just, um, I, I still have question marks. So, and I think, I mean, now, yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, I was, I was happy to see that he looks mentally improved as yes. far as yeah. moving in the pocket, pocket, keeping his eyes downfield. But that also comes with not getting hit. And he only got hit once and he had a pretty clean pocket, although he only had 17 dropbacks. Uh, we're just lucky, obviously, that you know our running. I mean, our running game is going to have to be like that this year for us to talk about being going bowling and, and some of the stuff that we talked about when we had the show uh, with Tyler and Mike. But um, this is just exactly after a first game. It's how it's how you want it to, to see it, especially considering you know we didn't have McKinley Williams in there. Chris Elmore, we didn't know wasn't going to be playing. Right. And uh, he was on the sideline. So um, you know, big ups to Max Ming, Max Ming out there. Um, he was out there, number 47, a lead block in, in what Chris Elmore would be doing. And he definitely made some, some good blocks, made some mistakes, but made some good blocks for a, uh, a retro freshman. Um, but can definitely wait to get Chris Elmore back because that's definitely going to help the running game as well. So Yeah, he was active on the sideline, wasn't dressed, did travel with the team. Um, and he, was, he was out there cheering them on and everything. So uh, you heard coach. That's why I threw that in there. We don't know what's going on. We won't until Rutgers. Uh, Kingsley Jonathan, he left the game after grabbing his left ankle uh, after Ohio put their first points on the board and, uh, and with a field goal. And McKinley Williams, obviously – uh, not back, but did make the trip. So that's good, right? Well, from what I understand, Dakota Davis did too, and they were both um, they both could have played with emergency situation type stuff. So there were some things that I was listening to and what I heard and then what I saw last night and stuff to where it kind of led to me thinking um, that, that Babers really wasn't too worried about this game, which I don't want to come out and say that they were cocky or they were this or that. But when you got guys that are like, well, they could play in emergency situations and that's why they're going to, they're going to travel, but they didn't play, you know, and then Chris Elmore not playing, uh, then not bringing in Schrader and really not even taking chances. I mean, it was vanilla and it was just lining up old school football, just time clock was ticking down and we just had to, do what they were doing better because we pretty much that way. It looked like two offenses running the same thing and just who was going to do it better. Um, and I hope that I'm right with all that stuff because it'll make me feel a lot better. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it could be a situation where Ohio is just really not even close to as good as we thought. And we probably should have done more, but 
I mean, what are you going to do when you got this the, the team like them just running down the play clock like they do and just tough. Yeah. Um, so th- just to wrap up the montage, uh, coach mentioned it was a physical game and it's good to see those guys get out there and, and, and hit hard and not be afraid of it. And especially Deuce, obviously he had some, he had a couple nice hits. Taj hung onto the ball one time after getting popped real good. And, uh, you know, it's good for those guys. First game, get out there, start hitting someone that's not on your team. Got to feel good. So, uh, really actually very happy with the results although yeah you know it's one of those things where like i said is ohio this bad or is syracuse made this much improvement or is a little bit of both and and usually what happens is it's a little bit of both i think so anyway all right that's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right. You guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts. You give them. We talk about them here. Oh my gosh, is it so nice to be back talking about games and <laughs> getting thoughts and doing the coach montage thing. I can't tell you uh, how awesome I feel that um, getting back to regular games is for me. I know Joe loves the offseason stuff, but me? I like it all. I know. I, you like it all. That's the truth. And for me, I need I need consistency, and, and games brings that for me. Anyway, all right. Go to your iOS or Android store. Download the Green Room Spotify Green Room app. Get in there. Get your username, your password, and your email address. Sign up. Follow us at Cuse Militia or at Sean Space Cuse Militia. If you have trouble, get with me. I'll help you find it. Um, we're gonna use this for fan feedback. We are only going to be going live for fan feedback on that app unless otherwise stated, probably beforehand. So what you do, uh, normally around 7.30, 8 o'clock on Sundays will be the post game. We're a little early today, but 
you can get in there, get sign up for notifications, get notified when we go live. And you don't have to just listen to us. You can do your own thing on there. You can do whatever the hell you want. You have people follow you and do whatever the hell you want, whenever the hell you want, about whatever the hell you want. So go to the iOS or Android stores, download the app, sign up today. Appreciate Spotify Greenroom. All right, Joe, let's start with, what do I got? Let's start with Twitter. Okay. Did you look at any of these ahead of time? No, sir. All right. At if not now, when 84 deuce is legit, regardless of opponent play calling was so, so defense was B plus. I liked to see what Tommy could do since he stayed upright. Only one sack. I'll take it one and oh, and let's keep rolling. Go Cures. So yeah, I don't think that deuce put on this good of a show because it was Ohio. I think that this guy is talented. I don't think there's a question about it. And uh, he's going to be exciting, and I'll tell you what: him paired with Garrett Williams is a is an excellent, excellent um, duo back there for that yeah. um, defense. I thought they played a little better than the B plus. They never let him in the end zone. Coach said in the in the coach montage, he said, uh, "You know, we all but what, what did he say? For, we we didn't let him in the end zone for the most part. Well, yeah, the most part being none, never. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and in as far as Tommy goes, Mike." Um, yeah, I mean, it was he played really good, not being running for his life. I mean, he it was it was night and day. Still got to connect on some of those longer passes, and the play con. I think that was on purpose. I don't think what we see is what we're gonna get, right, Joe? I think that was on purpose. Yeah, I think defensive wise, uh, you don't want to see them giving up that many yards. But uh, again, at the end, they were trying to pass, and we we're kind of keeping things in front of us, bending, not breaking. And usually that's the kind of defense that we play is the bend, not break and force them into trying to making a mistake, you know, and then we get a big play, big turnover. And, you know, they really didn't take too many chances down the field. And when they did, uh, Deuce took advantage of it and, and got an interception. But, um, you know, Deuce is definitely, um, he came out and he showed, you know, he's all over all the, you know, the Syracuse internets and, you know, Deuce is loose, all this stuff. We saw it, um, but Rutgers, uh, another Power 5 team, you know, in the ACC, uh, they got bigger receivers, and I know that true freshmen, a lot, I mean, a lot of the guys that were that had problems last year, like we talked about with Hannah and uh, Jihad Carter, they led the team in missed tackles. Uh, so some of the other teams that we're going to be playing are going to be having probably more bigger physical um, receivers. So let's, you know, we got to wait to see. What happens when he gets one-on-one with them? And, uh, I mean, obviously, as a true freshman, there are going to be times when there's mental breakdowns oh, as yeah. far as, um, you know. So, I just – he had a great game. Great, great ball player. He has a great future as a true freshman. Uh, who knows if he's going to be a four-year player. But uh, don't expect perfection. He is going to make some mistakes. But definitely deserving to be uh, the starter opposite Garrett Williams. Speaking of um, worthy of being the starter – uh, at MF Brightside, great to see Tucker and Lutz get their shine and have Adams and Howard earn their spot back, which may not be possible the way Tucker is playing. Great move for the culture. Um, yeah, so Sean Tucker last year shocked us all, and then he goes <laughs> out. He goes out and has 25 carries for 181 yards, 47 yards like on his first or second touch was that his first touch or second touch i think it was his second i touch. think it was like a second yeah yeah and um obviously he picks up where he left off no doubt about it cooper lutz five for 25 and um some good powerful run from him abdul adams and jarvion howard combined for four carries for uh 22 yards so um yeah i think i think Tucker should be the starter. I, I think he's the best running back on the roster. I think he proved it. He earned that spot. And it's obviously it's up to Abdul Adams and Jarvion Howard to come back strong and, and try to get earn those touches back. I mean, but the, the running back depth is crazy. Yeah, it, it's really good. Yeah. So it, Sadly, you know, this is what happens when there's openings. Uh, they always talk about it in football. You can be – the smartest or the biggest or the fastest and the best ability is availability. And if you're not available for whatever reason, you know, you're obviously allowed to have, um, you're allowed to make those choices, those personal choices. But when you're not available, someone else is going to get the opportunity to step up 
And last year, I think Tucker and I think Cooper Lutz really, I mean, they came in and when we didn't think we had, you know, running backs to lean on and that we were going to have, you know, a bad season there. Um, they at least shown us some, they were like the bright spots of this one in 10 season last year. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and they gave us hope in that room. And, um, so yeah. And with Baber saying that they had to earn their, their spots back, you know, um, that's just what it was. Those players weren't available and, uh, these other two stepped up and they actually proved it right. If those guys wouldn't have, you know, in hindsight, who knows if, if those guys don't go and they don't do that, then they're that They're the top two. And, Maybe we never even discover Tucker or give give Cooper Lutz a chance to even show what they have. So it's weird how things happen, but um, they deserve their their spots that they have right now for sure. And Sean Tucker looks pretty exciting. He does, dude. He so, does. Can you imagine him as a senior? I mean, my goodness. I'm just saying, just that's the first game. I'm saying for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, so. excellent. Excellent stuff. Now, we don't obviously hold him, uh, you know, our expectations aren't set at, rushing for 181 yards every game but you know he's well on his way to being a freaking superstar without a doubt right at q's face killer okay ohio had a deuce dropped on them yes very good <laughs> i like that <laughs> uh at it's punny <laughs> it's punny at carl matson fun has returned absolutely you know there is only one thing better than college football and that's when your team wins playing college football and can i just stop for a second with with that comment fun has returned what an absolute like awesome day yesterday was for just college football across the board the the fans back the atmosphere there is the atmosphere at a college football game is second to none when you look at i'm getting chills just thinking about it dude and I got to give Virginia Tech and their fans the credit that they deserve because that the the Enter Sandman entrance, that whole thing is just amazing. It's so amazing. It's so good. I, I mean, I watched that yesterday just just wishing, man, I wish that I wish that was my team running out there like that. I wish that was my team. Like how pumped you can you get? If that's your team, yeah, and you're there. Yeah, there's a lot there. of teams like that. Oh, I, oh, I, I know, I know. But Virginia Tech, man, they got me with the Metallica, bro, because you know how much well, I love Metallica. That was Friday night, right? Oh, yeah, that was Friday night. Yeah, it was. But you're right. But either way. But yeah, so it's the what? first weekend of yeah. college football. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. And, I mean, there's another one tonight, right? Doesn't Notre Dame play Florida no- State or something like that? Notre Dame plays for, yeah, Florida State. Yep. So, yeah, so we got a game tonight, too. Um, and, yeah, it – and on top of just everything, I mean, just looking at, at the, the spectrum of everything, you know, going into this year, they were picking us to be last. And again, you don't want to just you don't want to overreact right after just one game. But just to give us a little bit of credit and, and kind of look at some of the other teams as far as what we're doing to the game that you that you spoke. I mean, North Carolina looks like they got a little exposed. It looks like Virginia Tech, they might be pretty tough. That's a team we got to play this year. But uh, Clemson losing yesterday to georgia and still played um, there was a defensive just juggernaut really oh yeah they they definitely are for sure but um i mean we had a couple acc teams lose right i mean duke yeah duke, duke, I lost. Watched duke lose to charlotte right mm-hmm. and uh, i think northern illinois beat um yes they did georgia tech last night yeah so um yeah there's other teams that look good wake forest they blew their team out um, ODU. They NC, played ODU. Well, I mean, I'm not trying N- to take anything N- away from NC ODU. State, NC State blew their team out, too. Yeah. So there's some teams that look a little bit better than as strong as what they look. But, uh, you know, to have uh, two teams in, in the ACC lose games like that, and you know, they had us picked to finish last. So I don't know. We'll yeah, I, 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 I don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, at – Gregorian Rants, O-line way better. Tommy D managed the offensive offense patiently and smartly. Deuce Chestnut has put ACC quarterbacks on notice. What an op- opener for the freshman. Let's go orange. Yeah, the look, I feel very comfortable with this O-line as long as they stay healthy. Uh, I, I mean, plain and simple. Um, it's what we've been waiting for and looking for and anticipating 
and we'll see how they are going forward. But obviously, a huge improvement. I mean, you know, we could talk about that all day. Yeah, well, we have to make sure. Again, we've done this before, and it's something oh, yes. I don't want to do. Raise expectations. Huh? I don't want to raise expectations just because of one week. Because again, right. we don't know. Ohio could go and lose every game in the MAC and be the worst team in the MAC and be like, oh, okay, well that's why. So uh, next week, when we had Rutgers just put sixty-one up on Temple, uh, so <laughs> next next week we got a team that's going to come in and and they're definitely going to they're definitely going to give us they're definitely going to give us problems. It's not going to be uh, it's not a mutton a definite win or anything like that, you know? So, uh, everyone was talking about this might be a must win this week. And regardless of what it was or not, um, you gotta be happy with this takeaway, but just don't, don't go overboard. We still got some teams here. We got to play Liberty look good. And Rutgers, like I said, put up 61. So gotta get ready for next week. Yeah. And a lot of the, like you mentioned a lot of the, just ACC teams in general are on their way up. They're on their way up. And Mm -hmm. except for maybe Georgia tech, uh, Zach, we <laughs> Duke. <laughs> well, yeah, Duke. Uh, Zach on Facebook. We actually have an O line this year, but I don't think the offense behind Devito is the one that'll bring us bowling. I still think the explosiveness, explosiveness, easy for me to say, and playmaking ability of Schrader is the spark this team needs. Tackling on the D is much much improved. All in all, I'm happy with the results. We got some players, but um, but I'm still left with more questions than answers. Yeah, I mean, look, that's what we were saying. I, I totally, yeah. I totally agree. I Zach obviously wants to see Garrett Trader. We're gonna, I think we're gonna get that opportunity against Rutgers, and not for anything. Um, that's going to be, you know, it's almost unfair to throw him out there and not get any play against Ohio. But, um, hey, you got to step up when it's your time to shine. And, and, and it doesn't look like it's going to be that easy. But uh, we'll know yeah. a whole lot more after Saturday afternoon. So. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they talk about questions and answers. I mean, what do we – I think our linebackers answered the questions. I think that we can be confident in our linebackers. We didn't have McKinney Williams out there. So True. can't really – so there's still that question mark of how good is our defensive line, right? Mm-hmm. And um, until we play against uh, you know, a prolific or a really, really good passing attack, then really you know, that question's out too. As far as offense goes, yes, offensive line is definitely better than last year. Um, looks like uh, DeVito is, you know, like he said, mentally better and making better decisions. And yes, we know that Sean Tucker is the best running back on the team and he's going to be their, their bell cow. But how good are our receivers? No idea. You know, yeah, and, it's tough. Uh, and then there's the whole Schrader question. So this this whole this offense isn't what the final product is going to be by any means. You know, this it wasn't even the full playbook. So uh, I agree with him. There were some little questions or little questions answered, but there's still a lot a lot of questions, especially on the offense end. Absolutely. Jonathan on Facebook, dominate up front, no turnovers. Great job rushing the football. We barely got to page two of the playbook very true and can't wait to see this team develop this year absolutely i mean i I, I, there's no comment really even needed for that yeah the development is what joe just mentioned actually joe um articulated a second ago so um we're gonna get to see that it's gonna be fun and um you know just keep the expectations tapped uh until we find out what the hell goes on saturday tim by the way, no top fans on here right now. These are Tim and Tim and Zach are normally top fans, but I'm not seeing it. Maybe it's because we don't post that much. Because I hate social media, by the way. Uh, Tim on Facebook, they won. That's a good start. Tucker looks really good, but still not really moved by this offense. Yep, like I think it's across the board. I think everybody feels kind of the same way. Oh, boy, I, I spoke too soon. Dominic, top fan on Facebook. He's on it. He is on it. Thank you, Dominic. Uh, Tucker is a stud. Deuce is a stud. O-line is improving. Big test versus Rutgers next week. You'll have to excuse. I'm trying to obfuscate the giant crack in the middle of my screen. It seems like Dino and Gilbert kept the play calling vanilla as not to give anything away for next week's game. A win is win by expected red zone improvement or we will struggle to make bowl games. Okay. Well, I think we're going to... I think the whole bowl game question... 
we had fun in the, in the beginning of the year before it started about our predictions and stuff. And I hope I'm wrong. Cause I got him at five and seven, but no, we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. I think, I think we'll talk bowl games after these first four, these first four <laughs> games. We'll have a good idea. Just judging by no. the record, what the yeah, I mean, this is a good so this is a great start, right? I mean, for all intents and purposes, if you look at some, if you look at the total yardage and possessions and first downs and all that, and even turnovers and penalties, I mean, I don't, Ohio didn't even get a penalty called on him, even though I know I saw some. Well, yeah, um, there was a pass interference that wasn't called. I know that. Yeah, and I saw a hold one, a couple holds too. But either way, uh, when you look, if you were to look at these team stats and everything with the penalties and the turnovers and all that kind of stats that I just, just, you know, shared with you, then you would have thought it was a close game. But, um, again, we bend and didn't break and held them to three field goals. So to have a safety and to not give up a touchdown, um, that's kudos to our defense. And again, um, next week they're going to have a definitely a more difficult task, but I, I think that they were a little vanilla as well. They kind of just lined up and it was, you know, I don't think we did too many exotic things um, to uh, to show Rutgers um, really what we have. So uh, next week, I think it'll look a little bit different. But again, more people are going to have to step up and it's going to answer a lot more questions for sure next year. Next week, after next week, ne- we're going to know a little bit more about um, whether or not we're going to be able to even compete in the ACC to make a bowl game. And I think it's going to a lot of questions are going to be answered about Tommy. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. He was smart yep. and to. I forget whose point it was, but no turnovers with as many times as the ball was ran up the gut and you've got, you know, there was no fumbles. You know, Tommy made smart decisions when he didn't have the pass uh, or didn't have uh, the read. You know, he was smart throwing it out of bounds and stuff. So and there were some there were some bad passes, but they weren't dangerous. Okay, because that's what we've seen. Right. We've seen dangerous right. passes. Were, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> at least, I mean, he overthrew a couple, right? right? Yeah. So, and I mean, and to be perfectly honest with you, when I look at something like, like Temple traditionally hasn't been awful like recently, and for Rutgers to go up and put up 61 points, there's something going on. I mean, they got some playmakers on that offense. And if I'm a coach that's looking at a team that just went, uh, their quarterback just went 11 for 17 for 92 yards, but they rushed for 283, um, yeah. They're definitely going to be stacking the box, you know, trying to stop the run and forcing us to pass. So without a doubt, next week, um, we're going to be figuring out, in, you know, what time he's doing, if our receivers are the real deal. And I wouldn't be surprised if we definitely didn't see uh, two quarterbacks next week. But, hey, Tommy, if he hits those deep shots and, you know, they give him those opportunities, there's probably going to be a lot of man-to-man opportunities. But, Next week's definitely can answer a lot of questions because there's no way Rutgers is going to sit back and let us rush two for 283 yards on them. Yeah, absolutely. Not well, without throwing in the air. Not without throwing through the air and showing that we yeah, have gonna some have type of... You're going to have to open it up. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to be two-dimensional. You can't just sit there and run clock, run the ball, and you know just use the explosiveness right. of Tucker to, to get you through the day. Well, and that's what's most impressive about this. is like Again, DeVito had some good runs. Cooper Lutz had some good runs. But obviously, Tucker being the bell cow... Uh, I mean, we didn't even really need to open it up. I mean, uh, Josh right. Harris had, what, six catches for 28 yards, Queeley three for 39. I mean, we didn't even have to open it up. They were bringing people in the box, and we were still lining up, and we were beating them. So that was the the good part about it, was it's, that we were doing stuff vanilla, just lining up, and we were just we were just beating them. And we didn't even have to set up the run. It just They just couldn't stop it. So And is Queeley um, going to answer the call, too? Because obviously, Josh Harris is going to get all the attention. And it's going to be difficult for Taj to, to, you know, do a whole lot. I think it's going to be a struggle for him. I mean, even yesterday, last night. So, um, going into ACC play, yeah, they are. Someone's going to have to step. Queely and and Sherrod Johnson both made uh, third down catches um, last night. You know, like again, they didn't throw a whole ton, but they made the third down conversion catches to to keep the the drive going and the clock moving. So. And, and to um, your point, the 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 wide receivers is my next is my next big question mark behind uh-huh. the the quarterback situation. So um, that's mm-hmm. my next big one, and and we'll see we'll see a lot of quite a lot of these questions, a lot of this stuff that's still in the air is going to be. I mean, we already said it; it'll be answered next week. Lori on Facebook, yep. Tucker and Chestnut, outstanding players. Not sure about Devito yet. Great win, and uh, but too many dumb penalties. Yeah. Emotions ran high. 
you know, it's okay. It's okay. I don't think it was that bad. I coach mentioned mm-hmm. it. There, I mean, look, you know, it's it's it wasn't it wasn't jumping off sides or a ton of holding, you know. I don't know. First game. Yeah. Expect, Personal uh, foul stuff. Yeah. 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 First game. It's emotional. A bad box. Yeah. And like you said, you know, those were ACC refs, by the way, believe it or not. That's just yeah. how much they hate us. Maybe. I well, don't know. Yeah, I'm so, cool with the first game, you know, the first game from last year being one in 10. You want to go out there and like you said, emotions run high. Pooley pushed them late or some uh, guy he, came in and hit, hit somebody late. You know, I mean, that's fine. Okay. Get your first game jitters out, whatever. But from here on out, I don't know how cool I am with that. Depending on. Oh, it depends you know, on I mean, the situation, man. Right. And the score. Right. So that's what it boils down to for me. I love seeing, I love seeing guys stick up for their teammates. That's what he was doing. He was shoving them off of a, Oh, um, yeah. Um, I don't remember who was on the ground, but he was shoving him off of him. Better way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> uh, Greg on Facebook, it was uh, it was Ohio, which is about as impressive impressive as beating Utica College. Am I right? I, I would say no. Uh... <laughs> but but we will find out. And uh, we, we Joe and I do a pretty good job just off the record a lot of times of keeping an eye on teams teams like this whether it be basketball or football so we'll have our eyes on ohio for the rest of the year to figure out you know yeah was it them was it us uh patrick (laughs) captain patrick our boy he says free garrett trader trying to answer the call here for that well we'll see david on facebook i think this is the last one this is the last one this is the last one yeah um i had so many good ones you guys i really appreciate it too by the way uh david on Facebook, huge turnover from our turnaround from last year. Run game was amazing. Pass did pass game did enough to open the run, but not anything special. Defense is gonna be great too. Chestnut is gonna be a force is gonna be a star, and I hope he stays all four years. Well, I <laughs> This day and age, don't count on that. Don't count right. on, don't count on that. And um, of course it would be great, but at the end of the day. Um, these guys are doing what they need to do to make a career out of this thing. And that's what they're going to be doing. That's where the, the prize is. And, and just enjoy these players. It didn't used to be like this with football at all, by the way. It was always a little bit with basketball. But football, man, you usually see them four years. So with that said, what did it used to be? Um, after two years, you could you go in front of the three. board. No, I think it's two. And you can go in front of the board, right? Isn't that how it worked? Or did they change it? I don't know. I always thought it was three years removed from high school, but okay. Well, I don't know, but that's a good rule. Maybe they did change it. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good rule, though. So, anyways, look, that is going to do it for this episode. I really appreciate all of you for uh, yes. hanging out with us, and obviously, what we are going to do is be back here Tuesday, Sundays and Tuesdays. Those are the days we will be back here for the Rutgers preview. Uh, Again, appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.